you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Guardian. Welcome to episode 59 of In Orbit, Mash Shows Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and its community. Wherever you are and whenever you're listening, we thank you as always for making us a part of your Destiny experience. My name is Jorge. My name is David. And I'm Jordan. And on today's show, we have Contrabang. Say hi. Hey. So make sure all of you are checking out all the other podcasts available here on the Mash Those Buttons Network at www.mashthosebuttons.com. Get involved with us at In Orbit by sending us questions at inorbitpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at inorbitpodcast. On today's show, we're going to continue our discussion of with Age of Triumph. And we're going to get all our different reviews of the past stream that happened on Wednesday. But before we do that, Contrabang... Why don't you go ahead and give us a little intro on who you are, what you do, and how you got into Destiny. So, um, I got into Destiny because I was watching a bunch of streamers do it. And I was like, damn it, I want to get that game. But then at the same time, I was saying, man, if I buy that game, I'm just going to lose my life to it. So, there was a, a couple of months in there where I was tittering between getting the game or not getting the game until I pulled the trigger and just went for it. Mm-hmm. So when was that? I said tittering. Uh, I'd say right after I saw the trailer for House of Wolves. Hmm, okay. Around that time. Now, for people who don't, uh, who haven't watched you or haven't seen any of your streams, are you more of a PvP guy, PvE guy? What's your strength? So my strengths, I would say, is team building. So mm-hmm. I do that a lot at, you know, at work throughout the day, a lot of leadership and you know, making people work together. So I sort of said, well, let me bring that into this game. It, it, it fits perfectly. You can exercise a lot of team dynamics, uh, especially when you're hooking up with th- six new people that you just met on LFG. You know, there's, there's a lot of uh, positioning between who's going to take the lead and who's going to do sword. And, you know, these are people that you just met like five minutes ago. Right. Uh, so you're trying to figure out each other's strengths. Uh, so there's a lot of communication that gets involved. And I just found it fascinating. So f- from a perspective of, of getting the groups to interact and, and to eventually work well, uh, I, I, find, I found that, you know, entertaining both to meet the personalities and uh, to meet the people that are, you know, in the community and, and their willingness to help one another. And that's another thing that drew me into the Destiny game. It's like, yeah, so many people who were just willing to take their time and, you know, take two hours of their day and carry people who had never played this game to complete raids. Uh, and you would, you know, read about this in, in, in Reddit and Twitter, how people would spend six hours on Scolas. And I, mm-hmm. I just thought it was, you know, both ridiculous and entertaining and at the same, at the same time very interesting. 
Yeah, I remember those days where I used to spend hours on Skola, so... But I still, he's still my favorite boss in the game. Uh, there's just something about Skolas. I know a lot of people don't share my sentiment, but oh my god, I had so much fun on Skolas. Um, so for people who haven't catch your stream, what's your uh, stream handle and what's your times? So my stream uh, URL right now is twitch.tv slash contrabang. So the same way. So not with a D, with a bang, a G at the end. <laughs> Um, so, um, right now I am streaming three times a week, uh, I downgraded from about five times a week when I started, uh, mm -hmm. it is, uh, cause streaming is very addictive. Uh, you start streaming, uh, people start coming in and you, you get sort of that instant gratification of just talking to people. Right. So eventually the work and adult life, you know, I'm married, I have two kids. Uh, I can't be a streamer like somebody in their twenties. It's just you know, something I cannot ded dedicate enough time to. You got something so against I dialed us it back. in your 20s? <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing, nothing against people in their 20s. It's just, I just got he like too much David. going on. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate you. No, that's no, no, like too, ma too many people, I too many things face. going on outside. <laughs> I hate your face. <laughs> Bro. No, I, I completely <laughs> get it. Yeah, when I'm, back in the day, I was doing skull loss runs because, like I said, I loved the heck out of out of that fight, and I was weird enough to continuously do skull loss runs. I mean, when I set up the original clan, that's how many of the people joined up. I just kept doing skull loss runs one after the other. I was doing about five or six, and I would record them, and I, I don't know how I did it because the second I got home from work at around like 5.30, I would do skull loss runs until I went to bed, and it was it's called addiction. I know. I was very addicted to the game. Not as much as, as I am now because I have other games like Horizon and, and stuff, but I can see myself getting back into the game massively when Destiny 2 comes out. I'm, I'm so excited for that. Uh, so besides Destiny, uh, what other games do you play? Primarily, that would be Titanfall and sometimes The Division, but I got tired of that one. A lot of people did. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was on the bandwagon for, you know, day one on, and I continually kept getting disappointed, especially with, like I said, I have friends who game all day. So mm -hmm. when when I played one day and I couldn't play for the next three days, when I came back, they were level 20-something, and I was still level 7. So by the time we tried to hook up, it was like they had so much, so many levels above me that the, in, the, the enemies were, were spawning at their levels. I was getting one shot. So that was a frustration. Right. <laughs> Went back to Destiny right away. Yeah, no, right. I was on the same boat. I played it for about a week. We got to max level, and then I decided I was bored and hopped off the bandwagon pretty hard. <laughs> so the, the beauty of, of Destiny and why people and I, I myself keep, keep going back to it is because, you know, you, you, somebody can be a level two, then you new guardian, uh, but you can be a level 40, and, you know, you're patrolling, and you, you, you bump into people, and you start talking. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, get invited to like some some chat or join a fire team randomly on on Crucible. Uh, so d despite your level, you, you're still able to do activities together. And that's sort of what, you know, has, has been one of the strengths of this game and building a community around it. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think one of my friends, I forget which one, because I again, I, I played with so many people in this game. Uh, we were just doing Crucible. I invited him into the fire team because he was actually doing pretty good on the other side and I kind of wanted somebody in, on my team and just all out of nowhere uh, somebody asked you guys want to do a raid? I was like okay 
and we ended up doing i think it was crow Zen at the time and ever since then like me and him have been gaming and i can't remember who it is now that's so sad but <laughs> just random meetups all out of nowhere like you'd be surprised how they become your greatest allies in this game it's awesome oh yeah i mean to be honest i didn't buy the two expansions uh the house of wolf and crota's end Mm-hmm. Uh, the dark below because I just wanted to get destiny for the for the PvP mm-hmm. uh, in all honesty so I started doing the PvP and then I got into the whole PvE story and but that was done I had done everything like six months into the game I had done absolutely everything and so the only things missing were were doing the raid so I you know I got a LFG and you know did Atheon and then people wanted to do uh, you know Crota but I didn't have the DLC so. It's funny that because I bought the DLC while we were doing the Atheon raid and it downloaded, finished downloading as soon as we finished the raid. <laughs> so it was one raid back to back, you know, because of the community. So the community itself sort of like forces you to get the DLC because if not, you're you're left behind and can't join the games. Yeah. Thankfully, we haven't had to have that that little thing in the middle of, of year one where it's like, oh, do you have the expansion? I, well, I guess you can't do the raid with us. That was the... A very frustrating thing, and I hope they fix that in year th- four or Destiny 2, whatever you want to call it. But let's go ahead and move forward and actually talk about this Age of Triumph stream that happened on Wednesday, where you start off by going to the speaker, he gives you an, a quest, and it encompasses all the activities that are available in Destiny. So you start off with daily stories, you eventually go to weeklies, nightfalls. I believe they even mentioned raids, some PvP, everything that you had had done before, you get to do again and get rewarded for it and get a whole bunch of emblems and shaders and things. And I'm just excited for this <laughs> because it's fun to go back, like like Contraband just mentioned, to enjoy the activities, to 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 group up again and face Atheon and I'm sorry, Atheon and Crota. Never will I say and, it like that ever. Atheon, <laughs> Crota. Oryx and Axis. That sounded sounded a little natural, actually. Hey, come on. The tower tower is in Russia, but we we speak uh, British English. Is the tower in Russia? I thought it was in South America. The Cosmodrome? No, it's it's Russia. No, but the the Cosmodrome is definitely in Russia, but I think the tower is in South America. I I remember seeing something where they... (laughs) I can't believe they did this. Where they judged the position of the sun... To determine where it was, and then Bungie was like, we'll never admit it. I thought it was, I thought the last city was on the edge of the Cosmodrome. Right. So it's the Cosmodrome, it's Russia. I don't know. I I would have to, they never really stated it. I I think there was a reference to it being on the edge of the Cosmodrome at some point, but it may be hard to find. Yeah, we have to definitely look this up. But yeah, the, so there's a lot of stuff for us to go back into, stuff that we've already done. Uh, they have changed several things. So a lot of people, they were missing out on legendary marks because they couldn't do their dailies. Well, guess what? Now you have a weekly story playlist. Every time you complete one, you get 20 legendary marks. You can complete up to five to get a total of 100. And along with that, you get planetary materials, consumer consumables, glimmer, and a whole bunch of other goodies. Um, how are you guys feeling about this uh, daily or weekly story playlist? So on one hand, I really like it because like it's actually giving you re- 
better rewards for doing the story than we were getting before. On the other hand, it's still kind of like the daily story, except it's a playlist of different stories. Mm -hmm. Well, they've increased the difficulty of it and they've added modifiers like Queen's event. Increased the difficulty, right. (laughs) Well, I think it'll, I think what they're trying to do here is they're trying to um, get, uh, I think they're trying to get solo players to break out of their shell and join teams or invite friends or get people to do all these activities with friends. They may be soloable, but yeah, I think that's what they're trying to do because you know, adding the modifiers and such will probably make them a little difficult at times. So they're trying to get more people to team up and to me, hopefully kinda... bring new new players in and along for the for the ride, so to speak. To me, it was just kind of the op- opposite. I thought it was more they were giving the solo players a little more to do with better rewards versus getting mm-hmm. them to play with other players through it. Yeah, that could be it, too. For the more skilled guardians that have been playing for a while, I'm sure that's the case. I just I mean, hope I, that I, they go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I went to your stream the other day and then I told you my opinion. It was, uh, I think this is partly to bring some of the more experienced players who did like to Sherpa to go back and do the year one raids. I know a bunch of people who got the game and I don't play with them uh, because they're, they, they want to do Crota, but there was no interest for me to do Crota when somebody's invited me to do access. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I've run a couple, but it's not all the time that I want to do stuff like that with them. Uh, because, you know, I'm not in, in the Sherpa stuff anymore. And when I do Sherpa, I want to do a Sherpa that's also partly, you know, beneficial for, for me. So it's, it's it goes both ways. Yeah, well, you um, can speak for yourself about Crota. I still don't have a crux, and I've been playing since September 2014. <laughs> preach, so. brother, Aww. preach. <laughs> Bungie, please, where's my crux? Yeah, we, we just got Will one last week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do you know cry. how many messages I, I Will sent me when he got that. Still. Oh my Ugh. god, you, you, you both just started Ugh. raging at the same Dude, time. Literally, it sounded like one. Because I wanted the crux. We were going to do the raid. I couldn't attend at the time you guys went to do it. I was like, whatever, I'll do it like another time. Like half an hour later, I got a crux. Screw you. I got a crux, David. You suck. Oh, yep. thanks, man. That's awesome. I, I think there was a much worse word I than was, screw being, you that um, was used. Uh, polite to people. <laughs> there are, there are you, many <laughs> much worse words. Watch what we quote here, fellas. This is a family Watch, program. I was going the bungee no, it is. style we got the parentheses. <laughs> now, now to, to, be, to be honest, they are making the rewards more generous. This is one of the things they kept repeating over and over at the stream. I think I, generous I heard about as five or frick. six times. I think that's oh, the yeah, quote they, they used multiple times. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, definitely so, be so, talking about that. We all know yeah, what they say. You're guaranteed, you're guaranteed this, you're guaranteed that. So it, it's also a feeling of if you are not the the daily day-to-day player that does Destiny every day, you know, we're grouping these weeklies in a playlist. We're grouping these dailies in a playlist. We're making the rewards easier to get so you can fill your vault and get everything done. So this is more of a... All right, you know, when you go to a bar and you, you have like last call, you know, you get all the drinks that you can. Uh, so I got this some sort of feeling from Bungie. It's like last call, you know, get it all before it goes away. Does Does anybody you else know? feel like they missed an opportunity here to bring in matchmaking to things like Nightfall and Raids? 
Yeah, I, w- I was waiting for matchmaking on Nightfalls finally, but that that didn't show up. Yeah, because so they, def- they definitely mentioned that daily, the daily, oh, I'm sorry, the weekly story playlist. I keep wanting to call it daily, but it's not daily anymore. The weekly story playlist is not getting matchmaking. Right. You yeah. can get, you can bring three people in, but no matchmaking. Which is weird to me. It, it just felt like partly because they're doing this, they're making it more generous. And they do have, they're bringing back these old raids where the majority, I guess, I guess not technically the majority of the community, but it feels like the majority of the community knows the mechanics to these, knows how to play them. It just kind of feels like it would have been a great opportunity to bring matchmaking in some sort to raids, especially Nightfalls. Like, I don't know why they didn't put matchmaking in Nightfalls, especially with the style of Nightfalls we're going to be seeing now. Right. I mean, some daily missions, or I'm sorry, heroic missions. I, I'm so used to saying dailies, but some heroic missions like Lost of Light, they feel like an entire strike. Uh, that I mean, it's it's still one of my favorite missions just because it's so long and there's just you, you go through so much area. It's just a shame it wasn't anything new, but if it feels like an actual story mission, like there you like, like you're getting story while you're going through the mission, you're getting story as you're running from the enemies. You're getting story at the end like it all feels like something that was one of the best missions in the game it really was lost it's it's i would love to have that be like a nightfall or something but yeah that that was that was easily my favorite heroic mission i love that mission everything's really cool um and i would love to see that be a nightfall personally um but let's go ahead and actually talk about some of these rewards and how to get rewards because Everything from year two feels like it's coming back in some way, shape, or form. People, there are people who wanted Nerwin's Mercy back. Guess what? You get to get it back. Uh, the Crucible Quartermaster is getting those bounties again. Um, five bounties a week, and they reward Crucible, Iron Banner, and Trials of Osiris weapons, which that kind of confused me. I'm, I'm not trying to be that guy, but it just seems weird. Yeah, that we're able I, to go to the I tower. noted that real quick. <laughs> Guys, does this mean we can get an Ephrodite Spear again? It may be, yeah. No, that's year one. Oh, yeah. Oh, they said year they, two they, and year three. Okay. They said year two and year yeah. three? Dang. Good call. Good call. Uh, I mean, right bummer. now, it's Spear isn't all that special, considering um, that we have... It's like a legend in the Destiny community, man. Yeah, but it's... Bellwinter's lie, weapon, guys. Bellwinter's lie. The specific role that you could get with it was the legend, right. not the weapon itself. No, the weapon itself yeah, right. was really the, the good. You didn't, you didn't need... Um, to have last round with it, people just really liked having last round. Yeah, cheese the game. this. <laughs> it was Kratis so is funny. More fun to use, in my opinion. But it's- it was so funny rolling around with the squad. Like all three of us had effort eat spear, and all you hear, especially if you're on Pantheon, do, do. I'm ready, guys. <laughs> got one, got two, got three. All right, let's move on. So stupid. Yeah. That's oh, a time man. I never want to go back to. Ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but doctrine of passing can make a comeback. Yeah, I mean, you you still could get the doctrine, but no, I that's it's actually good I though because I do too. But there's a lot of the community that um really wanted a doctrine and never was able to get to seven wins or get it from a bounty, mm-hmm. and um now that you don't even have to play trials to get it. So, you know what everybody needs. The Water Star. Uh, no, yeah. they don't. They really no don't. <laughs> it's the I greatest have, weapon of I all time. I do have one of those as well. I saved one. I think I do. I'm happy about that. You don't need the it. Water Star. I, de- I, de- I deleted mine. I'm horrible with hand cannons. 
<laughs> no, it's it's a running joke with with us. Like it's just for some reason, for silly. some god awful reason, it's Jorge's favorite gun. It just sounds like it's it's a star made out of water. Think about that for a second. It makes no sense. <laughs> I love it. The water star. Water star. And I'm not gonna make a political with... joke about Russian tapes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. We're going down a deep dark path. So let's move on to the next. Uh, let's go ahead and actually back up a little bit and talk about Eververse, everybody's favorite money grubbing whore. Anyway, <laughs> which um, is almost the first thing they mentioned on the stream this past Wednesday. Right. What the hell? <laughs> but here's the thing: like they gave us, they consolidated everything with Eververse. So you got three boxes and that's it. Like if you want an emote, you go get an emote. If you want, uh, I think it was a, the the sparrow, you go get a sparrow. If you want something else, you can get that. So at least they they made it easier. Well, it's not just it's boxes just, either. You can it, you can actually choose what you want now too. You can choose right. which uh, ornament you want from the kiosk. Yeah, the kiosk well, you, has you like would have, everything uh, now. You would have lenses, emotes. Uh, and anything else that you could choose. What, what right. are the other things? Yeah, from, from yeah, Tess Everest herself. All the, all the get... holiday events stuff yep. is coming back. Right. Yeah, yeah you, you can you can buy a specific engram using silver uh, dust. Ships and sparrows yeah. yep, and yep, things yep. like that that were available for the holiday. Oh, those all have specific little nodes you can purchase from or <laughs> choose from. The only all sucky thing is... about that is there are people that spent like $200 to get a drop, never got it, and now they can specifically buy it. Uh, yeah, all I gotta say is only thing I want is the blue skull mask. You didn't get one of those. Well, you know what? Both of you can kiss my grits, okay? You, David, because you're like, oh my god, like you wait, never wait, got are one. Your grits salty or savory. I never said, oh, that you never got one. I just said I got one. My, my, my grits it, are it bitter, up bitter and, like and evil. Nine cruxes you have sitting in your vault. <laughs> now the, there was a part about the, the stream that I would I didn't really pay attention on. Well, mm -hmm. what is this thing about silver dust? And you can buy mm. stuff with silver dust? Yeah, so yeah that's everything we're talking the, about. Silver dust is the kiosk in between Eververse and the Postmaster. And uh, it's the material that you get from breaking down things like weapon ornaments. Um, you can right. purchase a lot of Eververse items um, with silver dust, but not all. Uh, well, that the, most of what we're talking about is purchasable through silver dust. So, like, yeah. um, a lot of the. Um, different event stuff, the um, ornament shaders and stuff. And basically you buy silver dust from Eververse if you want more, then spin the silver dust in the silver dust kiosk, kiosk to unlock all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Luckily, <laughs> I kind of feel like Bungie sat down in a meeting and said, all right, how can we make more money? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they did that. They, they did that a while ago, but they already knew that they weren't going to make as much money. At least I don't think so, but you know, people are silly. They already knew that, that the second they said that Destiny 2 was going to come in the fall, that people were going to limit what they were going to buy, especially after they said stuff isn't carrying over. So right. things, it, it was going to be tough for them to make much money on, on this event. So that's why I'm, uh, I think that they're going with the Silver Dust route, because you can get basically everything from Silver Dust. The three boxes you get a week. Just go ahead and do those activities, get the boxes break down what you whatever you don't use you got silver dust continue that every single week until you have enough to buy what you want like well, so so you can never everything from masks to emotes to chromas and all that we're using your silver dust yeah correct mm -hmm. 
I kind of don't really feel like they didn't think they were going to make that much money, though, especially like if you're looking at it from Activision's perspective, which is where everybody thinks this the Eververse push really came from was from Activision. They have other games like if you look at their Call of Duty games, they've got supply drops where everybody knows what they're buying isn't going to carry over to the next game, but they buy it anyway. And there was a right. lot of that going on in the chat um, during the stream where people are like, oh, like if you buy stuff, you're stupid. And then the other side was like, well, like if you want it, just buy it. It's not that big a deal. Most games, things you buy don't carry over anyway. So if you think it looks cool, buy it, enjoy it while you can, which is true. And I, I don't think they'll if if we're going on sales, I don't think they're going to lose out on sales just because stuff isn't carrying over. Yeah, I, I don't want to chastise people for buying stuff because I mean. If you want to buy an emo that you never got, buy it. You know, it's cool. It's fun. Breaking news. He spent $100 on emotes. What's that? <laughs> Nothing. Anyway, um, so let's go ahead and go to the crucible side a little bit. Well, we, we still <laughs> so, need to talk about some PVE stuff, man. We haven't even covered Mayhem Strikes. and We'll be talking about that. We'll talk about that. Smoothest. We'll, we'll go ahead and talk about that. Let's talk, let's talk about the smaller stuff quick. Because I, there's a lot that I want to talk about with regards to the mayhem. That's why I kind of skipped over. So with regards to the... Go ahead, I'm sorry. The only thing I didn't like about the Crucible is that the bounty for for uh, Shax is now 6v6 mode. Right. I mean... I mean it, it always it's was. always been 6v6, yeah. The, the bounty mean, yeah, for Shax but... has always been 6v6, and but at least you get two of them. So let's say one week... I don't want to do Rift. Like, what is this? Like, I can at least do Control. Or if right. I don't like Supremacy, I'll do Clash. Yeah, it also covers those that run through those PvP bounties pretty quickly. So right. Now you get a no, little but bit I, more I to do, do. I do agree with Contrabang. I, I was surprised that they didn't do the 3v3 mode. Like, like one it would be for interesting. 6v6, one for 3v3. Right. Exactly. I mean, like, like yeah, I there's you. people that... There's people that love salvage. There's people that love um, elimination. Solid elimination. Skirmish. Yeah, yeah. It it would be nice to get one of those. I mean, the with regards to PvP, like you're never gonna please everybody because people always have that favorite mode. But it would have been nice. Nice. I did say nice. <laughs> it would have been nice if you had one for the six v six people, one for the three v three people. So yeah, uh, I'm. I'm I'm not so too bummed the, about this, that. Uh, the arena engram. So the arena engram, that's uh, the Lord Shacks engram. So if you wanted to buy, say, the year two, or have a chance to get the year two sash for the Titan, you go buy the arena engram using Silver Dust, and boom, you get a random chance at a at an item. I think it's just no. You know what? I think it might be armor materials as well. But uh, I I I do know that the year two weapons. You can get from that. So let's say you wanted a hawksaw. You never had a chance to get a hawksaw. Arena engram, boom, you have a chance of getting a hawksaw. Yeah, this is an engram for pretty much everything. It looks like we have like a house of judgment, prison of elders, geared mm -hmm. engram. Um, what's the blue one that looks like a little star? Is that one of the holiday armor set engrams or something? It I might be I, I I the one I I would be investing most in would be the Queen Engram whatever if, oh, if that's, that's what it's called it might be something else yeah that's but, what it is so it's House of Judgment then it must be Queen and then Queen's Wrath yeah Queen's Wrath and then there's a uh, Vanguard Crucible and then there's your three main factions and Iron Banner 
Is there a Trials Engram? Nope. There is no Trials Engram shown. Um, so I don't believe we'll be getting one of those. Mm. Interesting. But yeah, the, I'm, I think that what they did with regards to those engrams is really cool. Let's people get some of those old Iron Banner stuff. Um, you're not going to have the same experience I did with Nerwin's Mercy when that thing used to be the absolute king dingling and crucible. But it's still a very, very fun weapon to use. It's still one of my favorite weapons of all time in Destiny. Um, yeah, I'm, but, I'm partial to pulses as well. Yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about the big thing that's been dividing a lot of people. And that's the knife. <laughs> well, let, let, let's call it what, let's say what they, they called it. The, the strike modifier, Daybreak. And the reason they, I, I think that they kept saying strike modifier is... I think that there's a chance that we might get it in heroic strikes, which is the right they, place for it. I think they did oh say it will be on strikes because when they talked about that six week string, that's mm-hmm. going to cover the very end of July through August into September, which I don't know if you guys did the math on that, but the end of that six week period is very interesting. But the, oh, really? They, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> um, the, uh, <laughs> I, I believe they mentioned strikes. They didn't just say nightfall mm-hmm. there. So I think this is going to be a modifier for heroic strikes <laughs> and nightfalls. Yeah, well, I actually took notes on this part of the stream because I, I was actually free. <laughs> he, was, he paid attention this, this time. this part was going on. Yeah, I paid attention this time. Especially when he said something about um, using your supers in a synergistic fashion. So you have... He was saying, like, in our demo here, you have one one uh, hunter, and he's using a tether, and now the Stormcaller can go and clean up, and he's generating orbs. So I'm like, oh, man, these this, these guys are talking about how to use your supers in a more constructive way. So I started <laughs> paying attention. Uh, and he said it would be <laughs> nightfall difficulty. Uh, and, and I remember Deej saying something like uh, space magic confetti. Oh, yeah, space magic confetti. Yeah, that they didn't want to take away from the shooting aspect of the game, that they wanted to maintain it so that you 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 would get more supers to use, but you still had to do gunplay. Otherwise, it would have been like, you know, like, you know, space magic porn, hashtag, whatever. Uh, and then you would just be hammering all the way through and it would be it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the same destiny. But I remember that they said this would be, it wouldn't be easy. It would be nightfall level strikes. That's pretty mm-hmm. easy. So, so with the same level of difficulty. Oh, okay. I, must, I missed that. So it probably will just be yeah. nightfalls. They, they did say that. I mean, they're, with regards to, um, was it Daybreak, that modifier, they're combining Daybreak, or I'm sorry, Epic into the Daybreak modifier. So if the Daybreak is in, you're automatically That's guaranteed to get more enemies that have the shield. So to be fair, there are enemies that if they have that epic shield, they are going to take a second hammer to kill. But I mean, if you have one person with what is it, um, Scory? I mean, all they have to do is just kill one enemy. You stand right next to him. All of a sudden, you see your super. Zoop. Yep. Yeah. I mean, especially yeah. with that modifier on. I, I'm I'm kind of torn. I'm not gonna lie, I, because I think it's cool that they have a modifier that's strictly for fun. That's really cool of them to do. Um, I'm glad that it's only once every four weeks because my concern is making nightfalls into a joke. <laughs> they are a yeah, joke. Right. Now this was the this was the last straw, man. We need to take a minute to honor uh, and commemorate year one nightfalls that have died. 
they they exist no more <laughs> because night falls are a small animal over there a joke <laughs> i like i'm sorry it's they are dude you can say i thought uh, it's not that you thought they were gonna be a joke in our once no they're a joke it's it's stupid <laughs> it is no longer in-game content the only they're adding the radiant modifier back because they know people don't care about nightfalls anymore. They're like, well, like when we had this modifier, people actually want to play it at the start of the week. So let's let's give the modifier back so that people might actually go into nightfalls because nobody cares anymore once they have icebreaker. David's claws are showing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, see, seriously, I thought they were just like, you know, you know, like trying to do a play on words with nightfall and daybreak. But I can see your. Oh, I, mean, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Now I feel like a complete tool. Well, he gets it now. He gets it now. <laughs> I understand. Mind blown. Mind blown. <laughs> you know that uh, meme. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, like I said, I, it is that it's it's cool that they they they're doing this. I would have preferred something like that modifier in a mode like arena an actual horde mode like we were talking about on the show. Like, it'd be so much fun if there was a horde mode where you're, like, wave after wave and you have supers and you're working with it. Like, something like that would make sense. But something like a Nightfall, which I've always considered endgame, uh, an endgame activity, I always wanted more challenge. And I don't, I don't want to seem elitist, I just think that the nightfall was always supposed to be something that was supposed to be difficult, not annoyingly difficult, like like Solar Shield Brothers. I know, I know. Yeah, that was just anyway. Okay, um, but but I, no, in year one. Shut up, David. I'm no, speaking. Listen, anyway, in um, year one, until man, you learn about that little corner where you can stand in, they can't hit you. Uh, yes. Ooh. <laughs> but okay, no, I'm on the same page as you, Jorge, and that's why I'm saying this. In year one, when you walked around the tower, if you saw someone with blue frames, you were like, dang, like that dude yeah, already man. did the nightfall. Like, that's pretty sweet. Especially in the first few months of the game. Like, when you would mm -hmm. see that, you'd be like, okay, like oh, yeah. this this dude's a good player. Like he he's completing nightfall this early in the week. Like, that's awesome. Now it's like, you want to do a nightfall? Psh, no. Like, why would I want to do a nightfall? <laughs> Yeah, I had, to, I had to Google that. I was like, what is this blue fire on people's heads? Right. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Then I was like, you, man, this guy's doing the nightfall. Maybe I can message him to come do it with right? me. Right? Yeah, it was. It, I, I did get that head, head was so legit much. in year one. That, yeah. that was getting that first thing in the week and getting that buff all week on your XP. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. That was that was a lot of fun. Now people See, that's what I like, miss about the old the old arm banner where you you needed to you know equip the armor, put the emblems, yeah. get the shader on, and then that would give you a boost. The way that they change it now for me, it's like, yeah, you go in and day one, that's it, your guardian's level five. It's, <laughs> you know, it's there's just, no it's, no more everything is too easy now. Well, it's it's literally what it is. Twenty five now. Well, I'm not gonna say so the one thing I do like that they've made everything available for with this update. With this update, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, you can get all the new stuff. You can go back to all the new raids. It's the end of Destiny 1. I understand that. What I don't understand is since Taken King, they've been making the content easier and easier and easier and easier and easier. And it seems like the only remote challenge you have is doing PvP because there are good other players and raids. And even the raids now... Like it all. I mean, okay, they haven't made raids easy. They're they're still difficult. They require um, conversation. I won't they say made, they're not, but they made them easier by 
default because right. people because now have more get... access to get max light. Exactly. Exactly. Because it, it's no longer that I'm I'm stuck on I'm 26 trying to do uh, a raid that's 28 and I can't get past the first boss. It's right. I can get to 400 doing regular strikes. Yeah. Yeah. And again, yeah. to all our listeners, we're not trying to be elitist. We're just trying to we remember the the experience that we had when we like, oh, my God, I got the helmet. Oh, my God, I got Fatebringer. Oh, my God, I finally got this. Like, it's we, we get moments. It, it's fewer and far between the those kinds of moments that we had in, or starting in year two and then in year three, especially where in year one, it felt like every time you did something like a knife fall or or, and, or you open up the, the secret chest and in the Gorgon's lair. Like you, you had a chance. Like you were seeking that. When you finally got it, like boom, like you felt like something incredible just happened to you. Even if it was a garbage gun, like I, I got so excited the first time I got super good advice. Gun is garbage. It's absolute trash. But I was like, I finally got it. Yes, I can say I have that it. Was like, my first I'm exotic. I'm completing my collection. Mine was invective. Mine was all about bounties, dude. I was Gallahorn. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! god. Get off this podcast. <laughs> I got Gallahorn before I, I knew what it was. In fact, it dropped in the crucible. And the only way I, oh, I knew no. it was important. Yeah. What? I remember it was crucible, and the only way I knew that that thing was important is because I started getting messages, you know, saying, F you, F you. And I was like, what? That's awesome. And then I looked I looked for it, and then I ended up watching, you know, people getting the, the chest of the Gorgon maze. Trying to get into Gallahorn and then the Gallahorn reactions, going crazy, breaking their controls in their chairs. You know, <laughs> that excitement you're talking about. I was like, oh, cool. I got a Gallahorn. Oh, and then my God. That allowed me to get into a whole other of raids afterwards when I started raiding because you would go to LFG and all the LFG stuff would be, you know, have a galley. <laughs> Uh, th- well, that Must have, galley. have a Don't galley. Don't miss that. That's, yeah. that's for sure. Because I didn't have a galley till House of Wolves. But um, the thing is, and and the truest way to say it is, everybody remembers where they got their Galahorn. Everybody remembers it. If you were there in year the one, year, you remember it. Yeah. But nobody yeah. remembers where they get their Monte Carlo. Nobody remembers where they get their Jade Rabbit. Like nobody remembers it once we had three of coins, exotic ingrams, like all this random crap where you can get it because it's not special anymore. And. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like I said, I really love that they've made all the new content available now, but I don't want to go into Destiny 2 where the game um, I can play through all the content in two weeks because of the way it's set up. I want it to be a mm-hmm. challenging setup, which is what I loved about Vanilla Destiny. Yeah, I mean, with well, regards I, I, to I like those random r- drops that you got, the missives, and you would mm-hmm. be able to go in and you know, methodically unlock a weapon. Like thorn, right? Uh, or you could glitch your, you know, somebody found the glitch, and then you got the, your spindle, uh, you know. So, so, so I like those sort of things. They they encourage you know discovery and and going into. No time to explain was another hard one. You know, you had to go right. through all these underneath places and explore. I mean, uh, Venus. Uh, those were the types of exotics that I would stay up doing them for two three hours just to right. get the whole thing. You know. Those those are kind of fun. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I agree definitely because they had that time the time gate. Like people complain about time gate, but do you remember how awesome it was in Taken King when 
every morning you'd get up and check Reddit because you were like, today is today the day where we get something new again. And it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Bungie definitely yeah, takes yeah. note of those things. So I'm pretty sure we'll see that in Destiny too. Like, you know, they did it with Rise of Iron. You Kavastov had a little bit of a, had more of a, had more substance to it to get that gun. Um, and the Gallahorn uh, year three yeah. or whatever you want to call it. You know, that had something to it. That story was really fun. A lot of people comment. I, I don't, maybe David and Jorge, you may have commented to me that that's one of your favorite missions because it's like a horde mode and you're just blasting yeah. things with your Gallahorn mm-hmm. and enemies are coming left and right and it's crazy and it is fun. And I like, yeah, I, I expect that we'll see a lot of that or more of it in uh, Destiny 2 for sure. I mean, Outbreak Prime, who 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 sits down and figures this stuff out? <laughs> Not me. Red I let the rest of the community do it for me. And I'll, go, you know, I'll go do it once I, I know, know that there's instructions. <laughs> Look, <laughs> it's binary. The screen <laughs> is turning on. What? Yeah, whatever, whenever somebody asks a question like that, who figures this stuff out? Reddit. That's all you got to say. <laughs> Datto. It used Datto's to be 4chan. Friends. Now it's Reddit. Now, kudos oh, to the people yeah. that took the time to do that, though. So, definitely, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think it's cool that the modifier that there's a new modifier of some sort, and I, there's a, at least a little bit of a change. I just hope that this kind of change, the ease of this, doesn't carry over to Destiny Two. Um, like, like he said, like I, I really, really want them to go. Those Vanguard missives, those were really cool because even though there was an element of LFG, you still felt like you had control. You knew how to get them. You had to complete bounties. You, you get a chance to get those th- that Vanguard missive. If you complete your bounties, you get a chance. Like so, you already knew, and it didn't feel like like it was like oh like you you, you didn't do your bounties like you, you weren't going to get any. No, like like you had a legitimate chance of getting them from completing a specific or turning in a bounty. So that was really cool to me, the fact that those Vanguard missives came up all uh, fairly frequently for me because I kept doing my bounties. Yeah. yeah not right. only They the, did the bring Vanguard that back with Thorn. Right. Yeah. Right. No, but, so, you know, then you had, mm-hmm. you had the, the what, which others, the weapons guy, you had to level up to level three, level mm-hmm. two, you get your stuff. Um, you know, the, the, like I said, those unlockables <laughs> should be, uh, should always be there. You shouldn't mm-hmm. get them to drop randomly, but... There should be ways for the rest of the people to work their way up if 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 they want to if they really want to pursue it, just like you're saying. Absolutely right. And yep. obviously, some of the reason we haven't seen that lately is just because we haven't had um, content push because they've been working on Destiny Two, and a lot of what we've seen is from the live team. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing I do want to say: this is I forgot to mention it when we were talking about the um, weekly mission playlist, the story playlist, this weekly story playlist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys think the reward for it should be a little better? Because I was kind of think like, I feel like, like I said, there's really no reason to go to it. It's just kind of the same thing, except you can do all five stories that would be, say, the weekly in one day. Um, I kind of feel like it should have been something like if you complete the story playlist, you get a Vanguard package. Like something like that would make me actually want to go do the story playlist. Right, but didn't they say you are guaranteed a legendary engram and then you can accrue Correct. like a hundred legendary marks if you do this playlist? Yeah. yeah. It, so you, you do get a chance for a legendary engram. You get the Treasure of Ages box. You get planetary materials. You get consumables or glimmer. I mean, 
to be fair, um, it's not not. I'm not saying that it's super easy, but for most people, within five five to ten minutes, they're they're done with that mission. They got their daily or their a, a pretty good reward. I, I get what you're talking about, where where you you want a little bit more. I just like the type of activity. I, I think it's it's solid enough for most people who are building themselves up to get to nightfall. Well, I think like that's a good way to build yourself up to get to the nightfall. Yeah, it's it's not that I want more. It's that I I yeah, want you do. no. I don't want more. I want something. Fire. <laughs> Level five hundred. I want something that I actually want. Like I can get planetary materials with my legendary marks from elsewhere, where it's something that actually like feels more constructive i guess i've been doing these story missions for years now and now we're just going to do them again in basically the same way to get rewards that nobody i mean i can't say nobody needs but most people don't need i don't know it just feels like right. they should have added something extra to it i guess the only thing extra they added was story modifiers right like during the demo they, they said they had what grounded and another mod modifier yeah. for, for the week Arkburg, yeah. So, I mean, doing the story modes, I mean, forget it. I'm not going to do dailies. You can pack <laughs> them up and put them all. You can do the whole month for dailies in a playlist. I, I probably won't play it because I, I don't really want to spend 15 minutes on missions I've, I've already done, especially in a, in a package of seven. Now, seven times 15. I'm bad at math, but it's more than an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's very true. I mean, I guess I guess they could have been more creative. I they sure they didn't have time for this. But if they'd done something like, oh, um, there's now a few specific weapons and a few specific pieces of armor to this playlist, you have to do this playlist to do it. Then people would do it because I mean, then it's something specific to it that you can get. But I agree right. with you. It's like maybe if I'm bored and on alone because I can do the playlist. Um, in an hour or two once a week rather than having to do a mission every day, I might sit down and do it, but it's just, I, it just feels like it's going to be there and I'm not going to touch it. Just like I don't touch the daily mission. Yeah. But, but at destiny players, we always complain about the grind, but yet we love the grind. Mm -hmm. It's like a love hate right. relationship with the grind. But as soon as we know that there's something at that end of that grind that we can get, I mean, how, how many people used to fly down to do patrol just to get the, 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 the wolves, you know, coming down on their ships? Uh, I was one of them. Even though I was under level at the time, I would, like, sync up with guardians trying to kill these people. Piggyback off people for the keys, the, man. <laughs> yeah, piggyback. <laughs> and get access to the to the loot boxes that, that you know, that, that dropped after you killed the, the, the wolves. I mean, I got pretty nice set of gear and, and keys to go into the house of uh, prison of elders afterwards. So... You know, th there was interactive content that you would get uh, with the drops uh, and, and the grind there that I think would have been much better if you included them. I mean, why don't you bring the wolves back? Why isn't, I mean, I never liked the Taken raids and taking out the Taken captains. That to me was very not the same. Uh, I did it anyways because you had bounties to do and quests to fulfill. But then again, it goes back to the the grind mentality. I did the I did it because there was a prize to do, or you know there was something at the end. So if they continue to do that, I think Destiny is going to be that's the formula for success to keep you guys engaged. I mean, my my theory is that they're just doing this with regards to the heroic playlist, so that people have an a chance to get some extra marks to buy stuff. I I, I have no news that that guarantees this. 
but it's very possible that we're going to get some sort of refresh of some kind for all the vendors. No, it's not. So I think they would have mentioned that, but we'll, we'll, well we next, got one more next stream. week, next week is so, sandbox. They could mention it. Yeah. I'm just saying, no, it's not because I'm being the Debbie downer who thinks that they don't care about us in <laughs> destiny one anymore. I, I mean, but I'd say 50, but you can 50 also on use it because those... it's something that's crossed my mind, but I don't expect it. I want it. I mean, you, you can even go go and say you can use those legendary marks on the engrams from the, the what's it called, the, the Crypt Arc and get yourself a, an Eos Luna or right. a Palindrome or true. something. There's, um, I forget which, which podcast said it, but one of the podcasts mentioned, um, like, what if they made it so you can buy year one vendor guns from vendors again. Like that would be awesome to me. Cause then you, you see like the devil, you know, the devil, you don't stuff like that in the vendors. And then you can then use mm-hmm. legendary mark, legendary marks to buy those. Now. I think that'd be awesome. Will they do it? Yeah. Probably not, but it'd be cool. I mean, n- next week is the one that everybody's waiting for next week's stream, because that's where we get to know more details about what we're going for. Weapon the rewards. Burns. Yeah, I mean, we actually have confirmation that there's going to be elemental primaries again. Do we? Uh, yeah, at yes. the end of the TWAB, yep. um, they they mentioned it specifically. It's basically in a sign-off. In fact, I'll deep. go ahead and, and read, it, read it, it real right quick. Now, it says, next week we're okay, hosting... Okay, fine, you read it. Yeah, I'll read it real quick. Next week we're hosting a Guardian fashion show. It could very well be that we've saved the best Destiny 1 armor for last. The team is certainly excited to unveil the new ornaments for your guardian. We also have some explaining to do about those elemental primaries that are staged to make a comeback. See, mm-hmm. like, I totally agree that that's like, it's setting the stage for them to be like, yay, they're back. But at the same time, they didn't say, yeah, they're coming back. And until they say, yes, I, I will be skeptical just because of they went to the trouble to take them out because they say they hated them. I understand this is all about nostalgia, so they probably want to bring them back. but. The explaining they could do would be like, look, we still don't want them in the game. So these elemental primaries are coming back without the elements. I don't think that'll happen. I'm really hoping it won't happen. Um, Jorge, you mentioned earlier. David hates all Destiny fans no, and wants you all to no, suffer no, and not I'm have any primaries. I'm trying to be, trying to be realistic burns. because my expectations have been shattered and my hopes and dreams have been broken multiple times with this game. But the views expressed by David time. is not held okay, by the okay, rest of the okay. members let, here let me, at in let, Morbid let me, Podcast. Let me finish what I was saying real quick. You mentioned David earlier, is officially disbanded. Or, hey, shut up. I don't even you know who David is. <laughs> you mentioned earlier. <laughs> is this guy that, talking? Oh my God. You think that they're going to bring them back with something like ornaments where you I'll, can I'll choose. Says, what is this noise? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting booted off by the guest now. <laughs> yes. Um, no. So you, you were saying ornaments next week's in orbit episode. Welcome, Damn. new host, Contrabang. I will, I'll finish eventually, man. I'll, I'm just gonna keep talking until I finish. Jorge <laughs> had mentioned that elements could possibly. It was his speculation. Come back as an ornament style thing where you can choose the or, the elemental that goes on your thing. I think that would be awesome because one, it opens it up for them to put it on newer raid weapons because. Let's all be honest, if they've got elemental primaries coming back, we really want elements to be on King's Fall raid weapons. Um, the, gosh, why can't I think of the name of the new raid? Wrath of the Wrath Machine. Wrath of the Machine um, primaries. Because <laughs> you don't like it. Nobody likes it. <laughs> hey, I have a special place in my heart for that raid. I think it visually is the best raid. I'd like um, it more if I get that oh, no. ship to drop at the end. I, I'd like it better the, if frames is, didn't is, drop. 
This is more the, the most frustrating raid to, to teach new people to do. And more than King's One Fall? messes up, and more that's it. King's you got to wait. King's Fall is... I've had more issues with King's yeah, Fall. King's yeah, King's Fall was, uh, was a there. pain in my butt. Oh. That was... The uh, uh, Axis King's challenge Fall. is like... <laughs> that's probably the hardest thing to get six randos yeah. to do. That's very true. Especially like because... Hour. Very true. Because right, King's I haven't, Fall... I haven't done it for the same reason. Yeah, King's mm. Fall, by the time you got we'll to Oryx Challenge... Um, Thank you. <laughs> King's Fall, by the time we got to Oryx Challenge, we had basically figured out cheesy ways to do it. So it didn't really matter that much. Yeah. Right. And King's Falls, you know, somebody died and you you could tease them. Ah, oh, you scrub. Why do you right. look? Somebody, I, he's dying. In a, in a way, it carry was easier to be like, oh, well, let's just carry it with five. We know we can do it. Or there were times where we'd even be like, let's carry it with four. There was a time, I remember to this day, there was a time where me and Jorge yeah. were carrying four noobs through. And during Oryx, it got down to the two of us and we were able to finish the raid. Because we were Just on the last the section. Two of us. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank God I was a Titan and and we just kept pelting Oryx. Oh yeah. my God. It was, it was good times. Gotta love Ugh. the uh, that gun I don't use anymore because they nerfed it. Touch of Malice? Yeah. I'm, the Touch of I'm Phallus? I'm tired tonight. I mean, things are slipping out of my mind. Actually, now <laughs> you mentioned Touch of Phallus. It is getting ornaments. Yeah. Is it? And they did mention that. Necrochasm is getting ornaments. Yep. And Vex. Yep. So here's what I want to know. If, well. if Necrochasm comes back, um, I'm assuming it's not dropping through the Crux system. So does that mean I still have to go back and get a Crux in a year one version of the raid? I hope. I hope it drops with the Crux system. It's the, but then do people have to go back and get the like Husk yes. weapon? I mean, okay. Yes, and it, you okay can only get it. it when it's a daily heroic too. I'd be okay with it. No, because they already changed that. <laughs> it doesn't that's, have to be there. That's a joke. Board, it's a joke. It could be tied to the challenges. You know, you don't know yet. I would actually be okay with that if you had to. Oh man, if you had you to, to get complete a the, challenge and then you get the crux for completing the challenge, that would make more sense for, yes. for this system, right? That's because yeah, I guess we don't have a, like a raid exotic that came um, f- from either King's Fall or um, Wrath the Machine. Yeah, <laughs> they no, were that's just true. like uh, they, were they were just mission type things it. along with it. So it, I, I mean, if yeah. you think about it, the 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 Crota's end that was kind of a mission that that went along with it. It was that I mean, was the start of the mission going along with it, definitely. I mean, the, Vex Mythoclass will always be legendary because it was the ultimate gun that you got. All of a sudden, I think it would have been cooler if it like you got a piece and then you have to like go find another Vex and steal its body parts and make another part here. I I personally like the experience that I got with the crook. I mean the the necrochasm. Even the the gun was hot garbage, but that's beside it's the point. It's not hot garbage right now, dude. It's actually pretty good <laughs> in the crucible right it's now. It's hot garbage. No, it I have spoken good in the anyway. Right now. Learn how to shoot a gun. Necrochasm. Okay, come on. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Such Learned vile vitriol coming out of you. That's for kicking bro. me off the podcast. <laughs> You're done. You're off. You're off the podcast. Say bye, Damn, dude. You got a double kick. Anyway, <laughs> so so going back to the theory, like I just think if they no, wanted to change now. things, <laughs> yes. if they wanted to change it and make it more important to do these challenges and add a reason to do a challenge, I would personally make it so that if you want to complete heroic, just regular heroic, fine. You have a chance of getting fate bringer, but that fate bringer will be kinetic. You go through the challenge mode, 
that's where you get your elements. And my personal system is rather than like you still get the same kinetic fate bringer, but you get an energy or whatever, and like you can make it a solar fate bringer, a oh, void God. fate bringer, or an arc fate bringer. But then people would and only you could do use the same thing with no matter what the strike. Choose your flavor. <laughs> right, but but like then you can also take that and put it on, say, your um your Treads Beyond Star Scout Rifle. Right, but I don't think you understand. People would only use Fatebringer. I mean, no matter what people well, are going to only use Fatebringer. I'm going to side with Jorge a little bit because th they're opening this Age of Triumph update to basically everything. They keep feeling it as a celebration. I mean, mm -hmm. it would it would actually make sense if they just said everything well, has a primary or every primary exactly. can have an element. Exactly. Right. But you got to okay go through that. the challenge just... mode to get it. I'm okay with that. It's just it feels own. like the Holy Trinity will return. Yeah, I mean, probably. I don't know. I don't know. But there's a lot of really good guns out there. Imagine if you could throw an elemental primary on. I don't. I don't know. Just pick. Pick your favorite legendary that you use right now. That's not Fatebringer or oh. not a raid weapon. Okay, so you know that'd be um, good. I think that I think it would be cool, and it fits it, the bill for what they're doing. It would be question so, so, for you guys, real quick. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, Contra. Um, yep, yep. Do you think that Black Hammer will come back with changes because there's Black Spindle and making Black Hammer the same as Black Spindle, but legendary makes it so Black Spindle is irrelevant? Having never I, owned a Black Hammer and own a Black Spindle, uh, you know, the Spindle is good because you can basically keep on shooting it. Right, so black that's his major advantage. Black Hammer was Black Spindle essentially, except it was legendary. But in year one, its perk um, gave it so it replaced the clip. It didn't take the clip from your um, reserves. You could actually infinitely shoot the sniper yeah, it, rifle. It basically pulled it from the other. Yeah, that was the original iteration of it was, Black it Hammer. It was originally it was basically an exotic. The white nail perk was stupid good, which is where the Holy mm -hmm. Trinity came from of Fatebringer, Black Hammer, Galhorn. Yep, got it. And then if you had Icebreaker on, you would just switch to Hunger of Crota because it was Baby Gallahorn. Yep. So <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, I have, I'm, I'm, what I put out there with regards to that, an energy or energon. I'm kind of pulling from Transformer and empowering a gun. Like the system would be so that your other legendary weapons don't become useless. My fear with what we're going to be having now is that we're going to run into a situation where. We're only going to want to use the raid weapons. That's what happened in year one, where we only wanted to use Fatebringer. Yeah. We only wanted to use Fangavir U. We only wanted to use Vision of Confluence. Why? Because it was basically the same weapon that you were going to have, but it had that elemental burn, which means that if you were doing a Nightfall, you were doing more damage if it was Solar Burn, for example. Right. But Well, so. Destiny itself borrows a lot from, from you know, the other multiplayer games, so you know, League of Legends and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't have guilds, but we have, you know, the factions. So Dead Orbit and Future War Cult mm -hmm. uh, do the same function as guilds. Uh, in raids and in, in a lot of different games, the loot that you get specific to, to a specific raid is the gear that you need to equip to defeat that raid. So it's like mm -hmm. lock and key. Uh, you want to get better at specific raid A, you go in there and you get gear that will defeat monster A. So, you know, it makes sense to to want to go and do Oryx and, and, and use the 
the particular weapons, you know, uh, what, what was it, Defines of Yasmin or or the, uh, what was the name of the, the pulse rifle that blew people's heads off when, you know, that one. Those were good things for that specific raid. So in essence, to go in, I mean, they are good weapons, some of them for Crucible and PvP, but there are weapons that are not good in PvP, but excellent for the specific raid. So that's also something that you do, you know, I mean, you do want to, to get. Right. And right. the way I feel about it is uh, at this point, we have four raids. So you have four different set of weapons you can be pulling from. But my personal opinion is as a PvE player, so it's separate from PvP, a uh, PvE player, you should realistically only be using the raid guns once you have them because those raid guns should be the best in the game. And you should be able to get what is the best in the game by playing what is supposedly the hardest content in the game. So for me, I have no problem with people once they've completed raids only using the raid guns because I feel like that's how it should be. And the MMO style games, you do the harder content to get the better stuff. You want to work to get the best things in the game because there always has to be something that is the best in the game. So why not lock something that's the best in the game behind the hardest content? With regards to PvP, I feel like it should be the same way, but... Um, the Trials of Osiris guns should be the best in the game. Uh, the Iron right. Banner guns should be the best in the game. Uh, right. Some I uh, like regular Crucible guns like IS Luna can be very good and I'm OK with that. But my personal opinion is just the hardest content, the in-game content should unlock the best equipment. I agree. Uh, Doctrine of Passing. Right. When it was yeah. breaking yeah, and melting much. people, you know. My face, it's melted. <laughs> Uh, as soon as you fate somebody and then they killed the first one, oh, you said, oh, God, he has Doctrine of Passing. You know? Yeah. You, you heard that all over the Crucible. And <laughs> Back in its stream, prime. Like, oh, he's using Doctrine. You couldn't you know? escape it. You felt like you were caught in a vortex. <laughs> yeah, was, exactly. It's like, it no, awesome. not me. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't die. You passed from it. So that was the thing. Yeah. It's like times. year one when I started playing and I, and I heard the yank yank of uh, the Veth. Uh, the, the the mythical class. Oh, you know, <laughs> oh, the, you join into a game. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Oops, I'm out. Away. <laughs> well, that's, it's just like during during the one. Um, but I like that. It's, I like the fact that you can fear like something in the crucible because there was the one uh, meta where it was the Mita meta, and you join a game, you just hear, and you know what's going on. The stapler thorn. Yeah, it does. It was thorn. Yeah, you hear the hiss of the thorn. But that's that's okay. Like. I want there. I feel like th like they're working very hard to make it so there isn't something that's the best and it's it's hurting PVE by doing that with the PVP weapons. But I honestly feel like the way it should be is you, there is something that's the best and it's just locked behind the hardest content. And till the end of time, whether they implement that or not, I will stick by that theory for this style of game. I would have gone with with, you know, what they tried to do with uh the, the the rise of iron, but not not, not the uh, Gahelion or or the other one. You know, the one that did, did just stops damage over time. What's it? What's that called? The artifact is that? Word? Yeah, the artifact. Oh yeah, I can't. I can't remember uh, what it's called. Simar? Memory of. Well, I forget whatever his name is. Or something? I think it's we'll go with Silimar. We're probably wrong. We're we're very very wrong, but we'll go with that. <laughs> Well, but, you know, they, they should have come up, instead of nerfing, in my opinion, instead of nerfing a gun, they should have way, come up with a way to counter the gun. Right. Because nerfing, an, nerfing a, an exotic gun to the level where it's less than a legendary makes no sense. It's supposed to be an exotic gun. 
All right. So people got, you know, you got pissed off because you, you got too shot by the thorn and then you die. You know, I by remember way, doing that. You were right. It was memory syllabar. Winning. Well, it, it was a guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember shooting people two times with thorn and then just walking away. You know, pop, pop. Oh, I got him. Next target. Oh, and then God. he would die on the background, you know, and it would, I would get pissed off when it happened to me too. It's like, damn it, I've been hit twice. I'm going to die now. You know, but if you would have a, a, a counter mechanism, then people would equip it. And like now, I, you know, you don't die in wombo combos if you have this equipped because you're not getting that damage over time as, as much as you would get if you just stood there. Uh, <laughs> you can, you basically can jump out of the thing. Uh, so in my opinion, it would have been better if instead of nerfing weapons, like nerfing shotguns and whatever, and auto rifles, auto rifles were beasts. And, and, and like in real life, they should be. I mean, hand cannons, if you look at them proportionally, they're not, they're not guns. They're not Glocks. You're talking about guns the size of people's you know heads. So there are actually big weapons. So the term hand cannon versus handgun makes it, you know, makes a difference there in Destiny. So the power is sort of somewhat proportional. But then again, it comes to the point where... Which gun type, if you would think about it, how would you counter that specific gun type? And that's not what they did. Instead, they focused on uh, time to kill. So all these guns now have, if you hit all crit shots, all these guns have about the same time to kill. And that just eliminates from the realism from gunplay, in my opinion. I I, de- mm-hmm. I agree. And uh, I've been a big advocate of that in the past of uh, nothing should really be nerfed. Because if you're nerfed, like, okay, some things have to be nerfed at times if they're stupid. Like, original Vex was stupid in Crucible, but it didn't need to be killed. And it, it is very much about bringing stuff up. And I don't know if you've heard our discussions in the past about this, but the one thing, it's similar to what you were saying, that I always bring up is you can't balance guns based on time to kill. And it's because guns don't behave the same. And the big example I always bring up is the auto rifles of if you balance an auto rifles time to kill based off optimal time to kill, it's never going to win against other guns because optimal time to kill of an auto rifle hitting all crit shots will never happen in crucible play. People are moving too much and you're firing too much at random per se with an auto rifle to always be hitting crits. So when you have someone who's using a hand cannon and can easily two tap your head and then one tap your body. They don't even have to think about it as they're jumping around. They can do it and you have to hit them in the head every single time with an auto rifle to get yourself on an even playing field. It just won't happen. An auto rifle's time to kill optimally needs to be better than any other gun because that's what makes it balanced in the crucible, but they refuse to do something like that. It was the same with my opinion was always the same with shotguns. So instead of nerfing the shotgun, I would have gone for nerfing the shields. Because the one thing I hate about a shotgun was to have a Titan run across the map head on to me. And I'm shooting this guy. He does not die. And my shooting gives him enough time to get up and close to me and get and kill me with a shotgun. So that to me was, you know, it's always, it was always a constant time when I scream and, you know, said, ah, damn it, these shotguns. <laughs> <laughs> but if you nerf the shield, then you get that type of play, you know, that behavior out of the gameplay. Right. I think the only problem Instead with nerfing, nerfing the shotgun. shield is then the shotgun can kill you from further. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, you know, then that race of time, you know, can, right. can he get to me before I kill him? Right. Well, yeah. I don't know. I like gunplay. Uh, in fact, I'm, I don't have a high KD, but that's because my game type uh, seems to be a little bit more of trolling. Like, I'm the guy who will <laughs> see five enemies. And it's, instead of trying to snipe you from across the map, I'm like, oh, look. 
Let me go in there and jump into the fray. So I'll drop a grenade, try to kill two people, and die. But as long as I kill somebody, you know, I'm happy. Exactly. You know? That's that's the way I play. So because we're kind of kind of talking about it, do you guys think there's going to be a big shift with the um, sandbox update that's coming to Crucible? Or do you think it's just going to be them touching it little bits, kind of doing some with sidearms, touching scores a little bit? Or do you think we're going to get an actual, like, weapons bouncing in like oh they're like we've noticed over the past few weeks hand cannons done this so we're doing this to them like i don't know what do you guys think is coming i think it's going to be mostly little stuff um because they made some changes that obviously um i i feel are disliked in the last update so they're probably going to reverse a few things like uh they mentioned blink for one um the radar yeah, yeah the radar that 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 one really had me upset and um they uh, they, I think they're gonna do something with special ammo again because Rip that, Blade Dancers, man. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna well they're gonna fix that. Um, wait, yeah, and then there's the special ammo changes, which I don't think had the impact they really wanted. So those are three things off the top of my head that I think we'll see touched um, touched upon in the uh, stream this coming Wednesday. I don't. So what was the thing that that also was updated that um, regeneration? The, the, with blade dancers was that, that was in regards to blade dancer it was the hungering blade so um it, it, it right. was giving you chunks it, of health it, it back also now. permeated to yeah it's right. a, it, it permeated to yep. other to other everything weapons that gives health yeah. anything that changed. had life support and stuff it made yep. it so so yep. the blade dancer change that they wanted to do was it was basically like as you get a kill instead of it starting your region it just gave you a set amount of health and it wasn't supposed to do that to all weapons but it did it to all weapons that had kind of the region type perks <laughs> And they said they're going to fix that. So we'll see what they do. It it was funny to me because and I think this is why when when they originally released this um, during our podcast before it had come out, but they had said it was going to happen. I said I said something along the lines of why would you release this um, knowing that this bug is in there? Why wouldn't you just either postpone it a week or take out that one change and not implement that change so that the bug doesn't happen till you can fix it? And what I've decided since then, because of what they said after, is that they were okay with this because they wanted to change everything. And I think they realized they wanted to change everything with health regen after they implemented this and saw that the bug was there. I think that that got them thinking like, oh, we're going to change this. Maybe we should change everything else because they did say um, when we do come back to patch it, we're not going to touch certain things. We're not going to touch this. We're not going to touch this. We're not going to touch this. And these few things, they won't get fixed back to the way they were. We're going to change them differently as well. So I think they kind of took this bug as an opportunity to further make changes to that type of perk. But I don't know. I, I'm with you, Jordan, on it being small things. With regards to the special ammo, I don't actually think they're going to change it that much. I think they're just going to touch sidearms because I think they like how the special ammo works right now. Although I would say trials needs to be looked at. I don't know if they've been looking at it or not, but there is... When I hear complaints about the Special Animal Academy right now that are separate from sidearms, it's always coming from elimination players because it it has created a very weird kind of meta within Trials. Yeah. And a lot of people don't like you it. Mean, you mean uh, No Land Beyond and Wormwood? Right. And it, I don't <laughs> care if people use that, but it's just it's it's very weird to see everybody using that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Every 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 match I go, there's at least one player. Using that combination. Yeah, that or something with Icebreaker or something with Invective. And it's, they've made it so 
people don't care that the special ammo has changed. They've just been streamlined into using basically three choices and people don't like that because it's not what the special ammo was in the special ammo nerf per se uh, was intended to do. It was pretended uh, intended to put an emphasis on primary play, but because special ammo is such a big factor in trials, people are going to use the thing that get around the nerf and they won't care about the nerf. They'll just only use the things that get around the nerf. Right. I remember when people would uh, load trials with a sidearm, die, and then change to a sniper. Yeah, back when they did that first special ammo nerf, which which is funny yeah. because they did this essentially same thing back in the day. People found a way around it, and when they put it back, they just were like, all right, you can have special ammo again because we don't care that much. <laughs> and then they took it away, even though last time they decided it didn't work, which is, it's very, it was weird to me how they did this with trials. Make up your mind, Bungie. Right? Yeah, hey, while we're on the Crucible, I know we're probably getting close to the end here. We've been going for like at least an hour now. But I wanted to get everyone's thoughts and opinions on the change in the Crucible playlist. Um, I don't know if you guys read the TWAB, the section where they talk about a leaner, meaner Crucible, but apparently they're paring down the Crucible playlist on offering or the rotation. condensing it. Yeah, Yeah. now the reason behind that, they say, is to... um, improve the matchmaking experience uh, what do you guys think about right. that i think it will and i think it comes to a lot of people have been saying i mean there is still a ton of people who log on to crucible every day but they've had so many different playlists and so many people using different playlists that uh it's kind of spread out where the community is and it makes that um matchmaking harder versus this where it's going to be very streamlined so you're going to see um, yourself getting put into matches faster because there are just more people in that playlist. So it just makes it easier for the game to put you into matches faster, put you into better matches. I think it still just comes down to um, the matchmaking is bad because there's a flaw in their um, net code because you go into other games, you go into games like Call of Duty, um, Battlefield, Titanfall, and you have no problem getting matched in any playlist. And those games have especially Call of Duty, way more playlists than Bungie has in Destiny with sometimes less players, yet you still have no trouble getting good connections. So it, it will help, but right. I don't think it will fix connections. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but besides connections, they also like in, look into stuff like, um, you know, you, you, how good you are and your KD and, and all that stuff, you, your skill level. Right. They so you say are they don't people. anymore, but they do. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty right. sure they, 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 that's they do. something they still do. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, my first experience in the Crucible, when I first got the game, uh, you know, I was like a level eight because I was, I was in the trial. Um, so I got I did the whole thing, got to level eight. So I went into the Crucible for the first time and I get into a map. And as soon as I spawn, I get headshotted. Somebody just snipe it. Snipe me. You know? Great first impression. Like, great first impression. A great first impression. And, you know, having come off Titanfall, which is very fast paced, Destiny sort of fell, you know, a little slow in the beginning. But I went into and I could not get a kill. I swear to God, I could not get a kill. That first match in Crucible, I could not get a kill. Let me tell you something. But that is- <laughs> I agree, man. I agree. When I, I came from Call of Duty Here where I had a 2 KD and I go. joined Destiny and I was like 0.4 KD the first few weeks, man. I was like, what is going on in this game? Exactly. And I would, I would look at all these people streaming and they're like, 
3.0, 3.5, and I couldn't, I couldn't land a shot. I, I couldn't get it. I couldn't understand it. But I missed that because as soon as I felt I was getting match, putting matches with people that were my level, I was getting on top of the list, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm good. But then I go into <laughs> trials, and and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go back, uh, you know. I look at the Destiny Charles report and I see these guys with 2200 ELO versus what What am I in now? Like 1090? I mean, it's ridiculous. So the Crucible should reflect not also be a fun place, but, you know, from time to time, people get me with a 2200 ELO in the Crucible. That way I can learn something. Right. It, it has become very um, streamlined. I mean, it's it's better since they did, when was it? Like December or something, they did changes again to matchmaking. But it's gotten a little better since then. But at the same time, like you're saying, it doesn't feel like vanilla. In vanilla, there is very much, to our knowledge, no skill based, or at least people hadn't played enough for the skill base to really come that into effect. It was around the time of Taken King, uh, original Sparrow Racing League, when they did that, like uh, the silent skill based matchmaking implement that oh. people got very, very, very upset about. And ever since then, it feels like they haven't taken it away at all. And I, I know what you're saying, because o over time, I've become very good at Destiny Crucible. And when I go play Nerd. Um, with <laughs> when I go play I'll, with I'll, I'll send you um, a few cats on the back in the mail <laughs> back to interrupting David. Okay, thanks, guys. When it go, when it goes back to um, playing Iron Banner with all my friends and somebody else is matchmaking and everybody there is about the same skill level and then you have me I come into these games I'm having a great time because I'm getting like a 5kd every single game or above but then when I go play by myself it's like I'm back to like a 1-5 to 2 and everything is very much try hard and sweaty and no matter how much they've said they've gotten rid of skill based matchmaking I still see that and it's it is very different than when we first started when Everybody was playing with everybody. You were learning things from the really good players. You were sometimes having a good time uh, doing some naughty things to people who couldn't look straight. Hey, Mom, <laughs> Dave's really good at the Crucible. I just wanted you to know. He likes chamomile tea. Up and down. Um, I'll uh, chime I'm in more of in regards to the matchmaking. So I've been playing on an, an account. Um, since Destiny 1. Uh, I still use it. It's my, my Destiny 1 account, I'll call it. I have another PSN. I do play Destiny on it every once in a blue moon, and I think I'm, like, maybe level 27, level 20. I'm not... No, I'm sorry. Light, uh, light level. Not, um, I don't know. Like, 200? I don't even know if I hit 300 on that character. I've used it so little. I went into the Crucible, and I was able to knock out a couple matches between a 1-5 and a 2-5 with the worst, absolute worst weapons you could imagine. So that was my turning point when I realized, yeah, there's still something to skill-based in the matchmaking code. <laughs> it's I shouldn't have been able to knock out games like that and uh, play as well as I did with a barely leveled Guardian with crap weapons. Right. And it's evident in the fact where if you're playing on a 400 character, uh, like I never see anybody who isn't like 400 light level 40 guaranteed when I play Crucible, because <laughs> those are the people who are better at the game because they play it nonstop versus when you play on, say, your new character and you're ending up like I bet if you were to go in a game on that character, you're going to come up on people who are 200 light, 250 light, like 
300 light maybe and that's that's part of where you have this bad matchmaking is those people aren't being thrown in with the general population where i think we can agree the general population is right around 400 light right now if not oh, yeah like there 100 percent. yeah the people that are so, playing so regularly speaking about yeah. so speaking about expectations for the game what do you think if any do you think or maybe expect some surprises from bungie on the storyline, on advancing the storyline during Destiny One, I don't 1? expect them till the end of Destiny. Like after E three, I don't expect anything. But um, like I, I said this last mm. week, I am very hopeful that right before Destiny Two or sometime in between E three and Destiny Two, we'll get like one mission, maybe or two missions that basically promote a cliffhanger that leads into Destiny Two. Yeah. So, like a tie-in cliffhanger. What what's coming up? The Cabal, according to the leaks. Cabal or Vex. Oh, there's a or lot both. of yeah. There's a lot of indicators or leaks that have mentioned the Cabal. That's very probable because of what we had to deal with uh, during the Take King storyline. Um, right. Yeah. I I think the Cabal have sent a signal to their home planet. Yeah. yeah so that's right. an indicator. If anything, they wrote it in there so that they have that opening. It may not be something they have planned. Um, you know, uh, one thing in regards to wrap ups and lead ins that uh, we've mentioned, I, I don't know if, uh, how many times now uh, they've specifically used wording that this is the last we're going to see from the live team. Right. It it's my favorite quote. Right. It, yeah. And they've mentioned that many times now. So I think that we should probably take note You're of that. Go to now. Work now. Yeah. Take note of that because there's a good chance we'll see a core game update at the end like uh david or, or someone just said um after e3 we may see something to the core game that actually leads directly into destiny 2 because we're I not taking 100%. yeah I, 100%. we're not taking gear weapons and such our guardians will be able to transfer over so apparently we're not gonna die but i i think that may be an indicator uh, an er an early indication that something's going to happen and having all this celebration and triumph and such doesn't seem like the the right way to end the destiny one in a story sense <laughs> right destiny two there's no tower what what happened to the tower we have that a whole city. we have a whole city to explore yeah we're stuck in this dang tower it's like we're grounded you know, <laughs> you mean that shanty town is you mean that shanty town down there? Yeah. Well, you look at that shanty town and really take a good look at it. And I, I do that once in a while. Um, just look down. So if you sit in the huge. tower, though, and you, and you and you get close to the factions and just like sit there, you listen to them discuss about politics yeah. and how they've they've lost faith. Yo, in they the got speaker. some messed up politics, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the king or whatever it is that they did. The, uh you know, this faction was, well, I forgot. I'm like you now. I'm like new monarchy. New monarchy. Thank you. Like new monarchy is like trying to debunk or, 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 or you know, like debunk the theory that the, the speaker is the only one that's the talking to, you know, to the traveler. Maybe like the traveler is really just floating there and it's dead. You know, there's like all these backstories that you can hear if you just sit at, in the tower and listen to the gossip. Yeah, it's it's all the characters. All the characters have quite fascinating lines uh, within the tower, even down to like the sweeper bot. has pretty fascinating lines if you just sit there and listen. Um, oh, shoot. Whistle protocol broken. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, my God. I hear that one a lot. 
Wait a lot. I had something to say based off what Jordan said, but now I forget. Well, mm. I was talking. I was yeah, talking so, about the story, how it could end, um, or how I guess more or less how I was hoping it would end, and I think that we're going to get a core game update after E3. Nothing significant, but it's going to be something to truly, uh, I guess, tie the knot on Destiny One and lead into Destiny Two. Is it was that something you were going to talk into, about? Oh no, no, okay, I remember. It was from before that. I was going to say because it was when we were discussing what we think is coming with this story. I think it's important for us to remember that um, with the Destiny 1 story, we faced all of the races in the main story. And there is a very high probability that this story coming up won't be based on one race. It will be all encompassing of all the races. Uh, perhaps we'll see stuff from Osiris. Um, we'll see stuff possibly from the new faction and uh, is it Ly Lycaster or Lycanster. Um Something like Lysander. Lysander, that's what it is, and his faction, because there's been a lot of hints at him. Supposedly, there's a hint at him in the Moments of Triumph book as well. So it, it, there's a very high possibility that we'll see an all-encompassing story. It won't be just focused around the Cabal. I think people are very set on thinking the Cabal because of the hints we've had and because of the Mega Block set. But I think that could just be one event of a main storyline that's overall encompassing all races and possibly some new races. So well, we, we we are to face the darkness. That's what yes. destroyed humanity, according to the storyline. That, yeah. that that seemed to be a, a throwaway plot device once you got into year two. But I don't know. Maybe it's coming back. Yeah. So I I know we're having good conversation, guys, and and I really really like this. But we're really approaching uh, almost an hour and a half, uh, and, and I I don't wow. I think we're we're at a good spot right here for for this week's episode uh, again. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you were awesome. You, I mean, anytime you want to come back, let me know. We'll definitely have you on because you, you brought a lot of good insight, good conversation. Um, contraband people, we'll, we're, we're going to go ahead and have his information in the show notes, so don't worry. But as for this show, David, why don't we go ahead and wrap this bad boy up? Well, as always, we want to thank you all for listening to In Orbit. Let you know we're available on a ton of platforms, so please make sure you're spreading the word. The best way to do this is, as always, sharing in orbit with others. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Casts, and we have our RSS feed. The links to each are available right on the Mashos Buttons website at www.mashosbuttons.com. And make sure to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming this week on Mash Those Buttons. Make sure to check out the other shows on the Mash Those Buttons network at mashthosebuttons.com forward slash shows to see all of our podcasts. And for any questions regarding scheduling, check mashthosebuttons.com forward slash schedule for scheduling details. Make sure to check us out on twitter.com forward slash MTB site, twitter.com forward slash podcast, facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons, youtube.com slash mashthosebuttons, David, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at DS underscore Bolt or streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash DS Bolt. No spaces, no underscores. Uh, Jordan, where can people find you You at? can find me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash IMTBot. And all of my other information is on my Twitch. And Contrabang, where can people find you at? On Twitter.com slash Contrabang, on Twitch.tv slash Contrabang as well. All right, and as always, you can find me on all the different social network sites and gaming platforms 
via my screen name, go to NRG. That's G-O, the number two, N-R-G. Make sure you guys contact us with any questions to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at inorbitpodcast. My prior events are not a memory. It is momentum. It advances, leads, and controls, points, and directs, shapes, and forms. I may not enjoy everything that lies in front of me, but as in any story, the past needs resolution. We are the authors, the finishers of our fate. What is in my past is my prologue, and what is in my future is my destiny. On behalf of the entire In Orbit team, David, Jordan, Jared, and myself, and today's guest, Contrabang, we thank you for listening to our show, and as always, we'll see you on the next mission. Your destiny calls. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Here's what's coming up this week on Mash Those Buttons. On Monday, March 20th, Jorge, David, and Jordan transmit in orbit. This week with special guest Contrabang, discussing Destiny's patch 2.6.0, more Age of Triumph changes, and how Nightfalls will be changing. On Tuesday, March 24th, Nick, Ray, Jeremy, and Eric bring you the latest in World of Warcraft on WoW Talk. This week talking Ungoro Madness and Patch 7.2. On Wednesday, March 22nd, Jared and Mikey bring you the latest in Overwatch and its community on Watchpoint Radio. This week talking the latest Lucio changes, tie-breaking changes coming to Control Point maps, and Orissa going live. On Friday, March 24th, Mike, Rob, and Luke bring you Sitrep Radio, bring you the latest in the division, and this week a roundtable discussion with several ETF members. To find more information on all of our shows, go to mashthosebuttons.com slash shows. And to see our full podcast schedule, visit mashthosebuttons.com slash schedule.